Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Every team has a plan. Every fan has an opinion. In-depth discussion and analysis. Bob Stoffer and Jack Michaels on the road with the Oilers. Reed Wilkins and Rob Brown in studio. If the Oilers make a move, we will too. NHL Trade Deadline Day. Brought to you by AMJ Campbell. Make your best move on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Just under two hours until we hit the NHL trade deadline. What, if anything, will the Edmonton Oilers do? Thanks a lot for joining us. It's 11.07. The trade deadline is at 1 o'clock. Along with Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. We are live from the Hall of Fame room inside Rogers Place. And, of course, we have a game broadcast tonight as well. 4.30 face-off show, 6 o'clock puck drop as the Oilers start a five-game road trip against the Nashville Predators. Rob, good to see you again, buddy. Uh, it's good to see you. We're spending the whole day together so this is going to be fun we will have uh, a lot to talk about and we we don't know how significant the moves will be for the Edmonton Oilers there are a lot of things factoring into this and I think one thing we have to remember Rob and this is very very short-term thinking but I think it does apply the Edmonton Oilers have uh, been taking their morning skate in Nashville they have 12 forwards available for tonight's game. Connor McDavid is the only guy not going to play because he's serving game two of a two-game suspension. So I know there's names out there with rumors circling around them, whether you want to talk about Chase on Cassian. Well, you trade two or three forwards, all of a sudden you're dressing AD or asking a defenseman to play on your fourth line. So just very short-term thinking. They, they didn't really go on this road trip, uh, you know, tipping off that they might be busy by calling players up. Well, I, I think that is telling to the, the, the fans, to the team, to to anybody that they're not planning to make a lot of moves. They're not planning to make a lot of moves when it comes to, to forwards going to other teams. If they had something in mind, they would have called somebody up uh, as a safety valve going into the game in Nashville. Okay, there's a possibility we may move one or two guys here. These are the guys we're thinking of. Well, if we do that, we better have someone that's capable of coming in and playing for us. Uh, if... I mean, the Oilers still have a belief in the dressing room that they're a playoff team, and they have an opportunity, and they need big wins. And tonight's obviously one of those games that uh, yesterday, everything that could go wrong in the in the playoff race went wrong for the Oilers as all the teams that they are chasing won last night. So they fell another point behind. They need wins. They need points. So 
the fact that there's nobody there to give them help in case they make a trade tells me they aren't planning to move anyone up front. I think another factor too, and, and I, I usually this wouldn't be a, a huge factor because the NHL team is the most important team within an organization. You got mm-hmm. your AHL and you got your ECHL. The Oilers AHL team, the Bakersfield Condors, their winning streak is now up to 16 games, and they'll try to make it 17 tonight against Tucson. We had some highlights on our uh, overtime open line show after the game on Saturday of their uh, finish to get an empty netter to seal it off 2 nothing over Tucson in that game. Josh Curry has come up, but I don't think they want to pillage the farm team either and say, okay, you know, we're going to take a look at, at, at three, four guys because it's been going so good down there. I mean, obviously they're going to be in the playoffs now that they've got this big streak. So some teams might be saying, we've seen the Oilers do it in the past where you wind up with, you know, a whole line of, of, of minor leaguers late in the season. I don't think they want to rip that team apart too much. And to me, the biggest reason is, they're winning down there and they're struggling up here and and you you've got a, a very confident group down in the minors feeling good about the game feeling good about themselves uh you don't want them to be put in a situation where there is a ne- negative impact on them um if the oilers were a little closer to a playoff spot then yeah i could see they're make because obviously the, N- the nhl team is the, the the most important thing if they're close to the playoffs and one of those players they felt could make an impact up here well that's the way it goes that's with that team down there it's a feeder system get them ready to move up and that's the goal of every player and that's the goal of the coach down there to get the players to the next level but you're not going to take them out of a, a, a good atmosphere and put them into you know a bit of a toxic one or a negative one simply to you know appease the fans appease whoever you're trying to appease i think they're going to let them stay down there play enjoy themselves hopefully find success in the playoffs because that success will translate into a more confident and and, uh, a, a group of players that can move up to the next level feeling good about themselves going into the summer feeling good about yourselves it helps in your workouts it helps in your confidence it, it helps you uh, understand that all right this is what i had to do this is why i was successful i want to get to the next level now i'm going to push myself so i agree uh, where the oilers are and where bakersfield is allows the Oilers to leave those players down there as what they've been saying lately, over-percolate, go down there and become the player they need to be before they move to the next level. Now, in terms of Oilers players that, that could be available and could draw interest from other teams, I, I think we have to start with Alex Chason. He's he had a career high in goals. Now, I know he hasn't scored since early January, but I still think he's one of those players you see him contribute to the game. Uh, Larson's goal the other night, he's right in front of the net. Doesn't get a point on it, but he's doing the the right thing on the play. He can fill in in various spots in the lineup. Clearly on a better team, he's not going to be as high in the lineup, but he could be used to fill in in that situation. His cap gets only $650,000, which in the NHL is as close as you can get to a free player, and and he's a UFA in the offseason. So if you're another team looking at Chase on then the question is, okay, uh, who might like him, and then how much are you willing to give up? I mean, we've seen first and second round picks involved in trades for Duchesne and Dezingle. Which, are they're better hockey players. Um, I think Chase will be the first to admit that. Here's the, the problem that, that Keith Gretzky has right now. If you move uh, a Cassian or a Chase on to another team and you take back draft picks, you're telling your team, you know what, season's lost. We're starting to move out players and just get assets for the future. 
Uh, and I, I don't think he wants to send that message to his group. Now, if they someone comes in and knocks his socks off with a, with a trade, well, uh, then it's it's fine. You make a move, just like you would have in September, in November, December. But it's got to be something that uh, that is really intriguing. It's really pretty for for the GM to make that move, just to to move him. Chase on for a third or a fourth or a fifth round pick. I don't think it's worth it for the confidence of this hockey club. They've got to still believe that the team believes in them. And getting rid of players, especially players like Akassian, who has been one of the Oilers' better forwards as of late, and a chase on who's got 17 goals on a team that starved for goals, trading either one of them signals to the team, you know what? This season is over. We're already looking at next year. The biggest trade of the day so far, and we're going to have Kelly Moore from CJO be on uh, in Winnipeg at about 11.35 this morning. Here's what's happened. The New York Rangers traded Kevin Hayes to the Jets for Brendan Lemieux, a 2019 first-round draft pick, and a conditional 2022 fourth-round pick. So mark that in your calendar so you get a reminder. (laughs) Kevin Hayes is uh, 26. 51 games for the Rangers this season. He has 42 points. He's six foot five, 216 pounds. And, you know, Winnipeg, obviously, they, they made it to the conference final last year. So, and, and having another really good year. And, Rob, I know uh, you've always said, though, you're not a, a huge fan of, of the rental market. Um, but giving up Lemieux and uh, and a couple picks for Hayes, what do you think? Well, Lemieux is, is a, a fourth liner at best for the Winnipeg Jets. And uh, if you believe in your draft system, you believe in your minor league system, you can find someone to fill his spot. The first round pick is a late pick. The problem for Winnipeg right now is they've struggled as of late. They're not playing as well as they have played in the past. Uh, they, they, I believe, want to and need to win their division in the regular season because I don't think anyone wants to play the St. Louis Blues in the first round. Because St. Louis is playing as good, if not better, than any team in the National Hockey League. So if Winnipeg falls behind Nashville in the standings, and they've got a couple point lead on them right now, but if they were to fall behind Nashville, you're playing St. Louis in the first round. And if you lose in the first round, this would be a complete disaster. This would be like everything you've done in the regular season is for naught if you lose in the first round to St. Louis. So I think Winnipeg sees St. Louis playing well. They realize they're going to have to play in either first or second round, probably. Uh, they need to. They need a spark. Uh, Liney has started to score again the last couple of games, but this team has not played. I mean, they lost again last night to Arizona. It hasn't been as good. So I think Kevin Shoveldayoff realizes that they have a team that can go deep, but they need a little bit of a spark. And this and Hayes is a good hockey player. He's going to make them better. And I completely understand that move. And I think it was a good move by Winnipeg. Something else I want to touch on with you here, Robin. Of course, the Oilers have won two in a row, 2-0-1 on a three-game homestand. They beat the Anaheim Ducks 2-1 on Saturday, escaped a goaltender interference call on what would have been a a tying goal by Corey Perry late in that game. That was game one of Connor McDavid's two-game suspension, which we talked about a lot on, on Friday and Saturday with him getting suspended for the hit on Nick Letty. Wayne Simmons in the stadium series game against Pittsburgh on Saturday, a hit on Brian Dumoulin, which when which when you saw, you thought, okay, well, that's probably more than two, and it uh, turns out Simmons won't even have a hearing for that. Yeah, I don't understand. I, I was completely on board with Connor McDavid's suspension. I was, and I know it's not popular in Edmonton, but we're trying to take that hit out of hockey, uh, a blindside hit, shoulder right to the, the jaw, uh, you, you, you can't do that. Uh, and I'm fine with the two-game suspension. But what I saw was Simmons. Simmons is a big man who's physical. And when he hits, he hits to hurt. He skated across the ice, jumped, 
the, you can see his feet have left the ice before he hits Dumoulin and drives Dumoulin's head into the glass. That's worse than an open ice hit because you're getting the shoulder to the head and you're getting the glass to the head. Dumoulin's out with, the, with a concussion. To me, that was a minimum four or five games. Easy. It, it, it was intent to injure. When you leave, and I know because I've played, and when, when I jumped, I meant to, to hit as hard as I can. That's why you're trying to get extra, extra speed, extra uh, oomph into your hit. And, he, I mean, first of all, Simmons doesn't need to. He's a big physical kid anyways. He doesn't need to jump. So when you jump, that means you're throwing intent into it. I do not understand how he is not suspended for that. And, uh, yeah, if I'm uh, a National Hockey League player right now, I'd be, I'd be mad at that because they are, I mean, yeah, McDavid was, it was, what he did was wrong. What Carlson did was wrong. What Giordano did. Cogliano last year, fine. Well, if you're going to suspend those guys, then you've got to go after the aggressors. And that was a, a very aggressive, uh, impactful, and obviously one that caused injury type of hit that Simmons threw. I, I think the NHL should be embarrassed for that one. It is 11-17. The trade deadline is at 1 this afternoon along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins. We are live in the Hall of Fame room at Rogers Place. Jack Michaels and Bob Stoffer are on the road with the Oilers and we'll check in with Bob when we get back. NHL trade deadline coverage presented by AMJ Campbell. Make your best move. If the Oilers make a move, we will too. Bob Stoffer, Jack Michaels from Nashville, Reed Wilkins, and Rob Brown in studio. NHL Trade Deadline Day. Brought to you by AMJ Campbell. Make your best move. Only on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Thanks a lot for joining us this morning. It's 11:20 trade deadline at one. Reed and Rob in Rogers Place, and as you heard in our promo, we have Jack and Bob on the road with the Oilers, and we'll bring in Bob Stoffer right now as the Oilers also getting set to take on the Nashville Predators. Uh, well, Bob, on a day like this, there's always a lot of people watching morning skates and practices for who uh, might not be on the ice. But uh, sounds like it was a, f- a full compliment for the Oilers today. Well, we do have a minor transaction to report. Uh, we're working on a trade PR staff. Uh, Oilers fans will be criticizing the Oilers for this, but uh, no, with all seriousness, not much has been happening to this point. Everybody was out there for the uh, morning skate. I do think there's a possibility that there could be some activity on a, a couple different fronts. Obviously, the Oilers have a couple right-shot defensemen in the $1.75 to $2 million range, uh, and uh, you wonder maybe if the, the team looks at Moving one of those guys, Rob, uh, you know, theoretically for a, a forward that can maybe play as a third line forward just to change the complexion and makeup of the team a bit. Um, could something bigger happen? Yes. But is it more likely that bigger thing happens maybe closer to the draft, I think, is a higher possibility. So, Bob, with the fact that the Oilers didn't bring any forwards up and just have 12 that are available for tonight's game, yep. is that a signal that the they're more most likely or not thinking of moving any forwards today? Yeah, I think, uh, Rob, that, uh, you know, like a guy like Alex Chason, he might be a final half-hour sort of uh, target for teams. We still got to see, you know, the bigger names go here. We have, you know, obviously Mark Stone's not been traded. I believe Calgary's actually circled back in. I believe they were out this morning back in. Uh, Vegas still in on Mark Stone. Obviously, the Kelly McCrimmon connection. Wayne Simmons, where is he going to end up at this stage of the game? Does he end up in Boston? So for a guy like Alex Chason, I think he could go, but it might be in the final 20 to 30 minutes. And I don't think it's as simple as just getting a third-round draft choice for him. Uh, you know, if somebody gave up a second, maybe we're having a different conversation. But I think if it was a third pick or later, the Oilers would pass on that. Now, in terms of 
defensively, Petrovic, I think, could be had for a draft pick. Um, maybe a team that's banged up looking for some depth. Pittsburgh's had a run of injuries. Uh, and and then, you know, I, I was interested in Connor Brown today, guys, just seeing that his name was out there. He's played with Connor McDavid in the past with Erie. So, uh, you know, we'll, again, we'll wait and see uh, what transpires here over the course of the next hour and 40 minutes. But, uh, as of right now, it is fairly quiet. But Rob, you've been through this as a player. You know what it's like. It kind of it is unsettling. We'll be hearing from Darnell Nurse and Sam Gagne a little bit later on. And if the orders do end up moving, somebody will get those players as well. Well, I know, I know it, 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 it's unsettling for for the players that are talked about, but it's also unsettling for the players that know that they're staying. I think if anyone in hockey was watching yesterday, they showed Henrik Lundqvist talking about one of his teammates getting traded. He was in tears. He couldn't even talk about it. And people forget that these guys are, are family, and they're together. A lot of them are together for years. Every day they see their teammates more than they see their families. And, and it, it does yeah. affect. It affects guys on the team when they lose a buddy and a buddy moves on. Well, you know, you can speak to that better than I can, certainly. But, I mean, you know, I've been around the team here every day for 11 years. And, you know, there's guys that, uh, you know, watching Cam Talbot, what occurred on, you know, a week ago Friday where the players got told after the game Cam was on our team plane from Philadelphia to New York. That was a tough day because Cam Talbot's been a first-class act. People sit there and if, if they're detached – they're like, well, these guys make big money. There's, at the end of the day, it's still a family, Rob. And as you know, it's it's often those final. I mean, I've heard Paul Coffey talk about those last 20 minutes of solitude and quietness where guys are just sort of giving guys little shots and having some fun that way that are, you know, what they remember in their career more so maybe than some of the moments on the ice. So it's uh, it, it even when it goes bad, and it's gone bad this year for this hockey team, it's still unsettling. So I'm just walking out to the bus right now. Guys, we're going to have to shut her down, but I, I can rejoin you here in an hour. But so far, nothing. All right. Okay? Thanks, Bob. We'll get your own 1215. Yep. Appreciate it. That is Bob Stoffer. Heading to the bus in Nashville. Well, I mean, you, you know, when I... I Going to I, for a barbecue. I see, yeah, I see, <laughs> you probably shouldn't before the game. I see a lot of musical theater with my son in musical theater, and you see these guys on, on the stage and dancing and singing at the same time. You can see how out of breath they are. Poor Bob walking and talking at the same time. I'm like, Bob's a little more subdued today than we realized he was walking out the bus. He mentioned, could Chase on go? Could it be a, a final half hour type move? We saw that last... Okay, we actually have seen that twice with Patrick Maroon. Mm-hmm. Last year on the way out, that was a last-minute one. And then remember when he was acquired in 2016, it was actually after the deadline. We didn't hear anything about it. Even I don't even think even some of the you know the guys on, on Twitter and stuff had broken anything. Peter Shirelli came out and did his availability and said, well, we actually did one more deal that hasn't been announced yet. And then it came out Patrick Maroon. And that was an interesting one because at the time we're like, okay, take a chance on Patrick Maroon. He finishes the season well. Okay, can he do it for a whole year? Well, then he has his 27-goal season and was a big part of the Oilers making the playoffs. So obviously it didn't go as well for him or the team uh, last year. But that was a trade deadline move that at least for 
a year and a quarter had a had a pretty good a pretty big impact for the Edmonton Oilers. Okay, we're going to come back after the uh, 11:30 news. We'll keep you updated again. The most significant trade today, and you can follow everything by the way on 630chad.com. The biggest trade today: Kevin Hayes to the Jets. The Rangers get Brendan Lemieux, a first-round pick this year, and a conditional fourth-rounder in 2022. We will have Kelly Moore from CJOB in Winnipeg coming up. Hockey Hall of Fame writer from Post Media here in Edmonton. Jim Matheson is going to join us as well. Special trade deadline day coverage on 630 Ched presented by AMJ Campbell. Make your best move. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio 630 Ched.